0: Visualization. And it's something that often gets talked about in a very sort of uh, quote unquote spiritual way. <laughs> Kia ora wha-nau. Welcome back to the Pocket Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Kieran Headley. Here on this podcast, we speak about methods, protocols, and understandings behind overthinking, overwhelm, and stress. Today, we're actually going to delve into a very scientific understanding in a simplified way of visualization. And it's something that often gets talked about in a very sort of uh, quote-unquote spiritual way, uh, which often gets tainted in a a category of (laughs) woo-woo-ness. And I want to bring it away from that category into a very scientific, logical, understandable kind of way. Because I feel like because it's such an effective method, when it gets tainted in that way, it gets pushed to the side and not utilized by people when it could be very beneficial in many ways. And we're going to speak as to why it's beneficial, uh, the methods that are used in particular studies that have been shown as effective, why those are effective, the mechanisms behind them. So we'll talk a little bit about the psychology and a little bit of the neuroscience behind it. Um, And then also, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll delve into specific protocols. So you actually have... Specific takeaways that you can start using to not just improve uh, your overall performance in life, but also ideally create better outcomes. Because if you want to create better outcomes, is it about trying to, is, is it about getting frustrated about the outcome that's occurred, or is it about? changing the, um, the performance that you are capable of so that you can actually create a more productive result from the altered performance. And I have probably broken this up into two separate episodes because it is so damn long. So, um, we go on to, um, a point that they make, which is the ability of the individual to control mental and emotional elements assists Task performance as well as creating a psychological foundation for confidence and well being. So, obviously, you know, if you want to feel better, visualize. <laughs> That's basically what it's saying. Um, and then it goes on and says when the individual feels as though they possess a degree of self mastery, and this is a really beautiful point self mastery in relation to psychosomatic function, this serves to, mon- um, to motivate continued efforts and attempt to increase performance. So, in other words, um, When you emotionally connect with the thing that you are visualizing, you're more likely not only to be able to perform that, but also as well create the results that you can emotionally connect to if you can visualize that result too. So um, the emotional connection to it is also beautiful. Um, which is why you also as well hear a lot of, um, people that are talking to or referring to it more spiritually, we'll talk about the energy aspect, because I mean, we can refer to emotion as energy and motion. Um, and that emotion is the experience of that energy. Um, if you want to go more spiritual and you can talk about how the, uh, emotion is, Tied to the overall, or the energy is tied to the overall frequency, and when you maintain connectedness to that, you are able to vibe at that level. And then you can refer to it more scientifically, where you talk about how you're connecting and strengthening that mental stimulus in your mind based on the intensity of that emotion. Because the more intense, the emotion, the more intense and strong the neural network of those thought processes. It goes on and talks about uh, methods of mental skills training. So there are various methods it sort of refers to. um, And it goes on and talks about how most mental skills training techniques can be grouped into two basic categories, cognitive and somatic. So yeah, fascinating about that. Cognitive methods include mental rehearsal, uh, mental imagery and visualization, um, and a few others. And then um, somatic is more the biofeedback, progressive muscle relaxation and meditation. So when we talk about mental rehearsal, we've got various theories here that it sort of touches on. um, I'd actually suggest that you go in and look at those. We won't delve into them too much, Um, even though it is a beautiful point to look at. um, I would suggest that you go and read that yourself if that is of interest to you. And then um, that's really the main points of that article to look at. Um, But we can then fast forward to 2020 when this next article um, that I'm going to share, which is a really beautiful one, um, it is very... um, strong claiming which I kind of get put off by articles that are strong claiming which I'll talk about in a second but it is a beautiful article nonetheless um, it's titled visualization techniques in sport the mental roadmap for success um, published September 2020 uh and yeah it was published in physical education sport and uh, was itkinto Therapy? I've never I don't know that word very well kinetotherapy journal there you go um, I don't know the journal personally very well Um, I clearly don't know it at all, because I couldn't even pronounce that name. (laughs) As we look at the abstract, um, I'll talk about the claim in a second that they make, but I did like uh, some of the points they made in it, and part of it is mental rehearsal or visualization in brackets is powerful because the subconscious process, the, um, sorry, the subconscious processes the experience as a real one by firing the neurons that are responsible for skill acquisition. This makes the person calmer and more adapted to stressful situations and can speed up the learning process in athletes and, and not only, in athletes and not only, I think there's a mistake there, unless I'm reading it incorrectly. Um, And now one hour of mental training a day in six to 10 sequences has a special benefit that cannot be obtained. And this is where I'm talking about the claim, cannot be attained. I I, I, I don't like that phrase in um, any sort of article, but um, we'll we'll go with it just because there are some beautiful, uh, there is some beautiful cited evidence here by any other means, um, by applying both guided imagery techniques and practice athletes design their mental roadmaps for success. So, um, really interesting abstract. I've never seen an article written in that form before, Um, but um, again, we're just gonna go with it because there is some great um, data here. Um, Now, the data is basically presented in article format, so you can imagine it's not just written out, um, it's written out in discussion form. It goes on and talks about how they present a series of recommendations and topics for reflection um, st- starting from the literature data. Um, and the goal is to maximize the effects of visualization techniques. So this is more of going towards the method. So we've talked about like the effects of it and how it can correlate to improved performance, keep this as succinct as possible. But now we're talking more towards the, um, uh, recommendations. So the first recommendation they make is introducing, oh, sorry, inducing a relaxation state to facilitate the imagery control. So when you're more relaxed, your ability to control the images in your mind will be more effective. It then goes and talks about how the visualization is effective um, improving sports performance if mental images are full color, realistic, and um, involve appropriate emotions and are controllable. So these are points that you can take into your visualization practice. Visualization uh, efficiently depends not only on the athlete's imaginative ability, but also on their attitude and confidence in the effectiveness of the technique. So when you delve into an experience, making it believable within your own mind when you're painting this image and you're playing this out, if you you can't find a way to make it believable, you can start using phrases like if this was possible, what would this feel like? Or if this was possible, what would I do? Right? So you're tricking your mind into bypassing mental limitations that you've imposed on yourself through conditioning. Other methods are to actually downgrade the, um, the, Actions that you're taking within your own mind and painting more believable ideas of actions you can take. And then it's more believable, you can connect with it better. Uh, It also states um, some studies indicate that as athletes gain more experience in particular sport, the benefits of performing visualization techniques are greater. That's obviously linked to the point of confidence. In terms of age, uh, senior athletes are generally thought to be better in visualization. Um, So, yeah, well, I mean, that's just basically maturity. Um, Mental rehearsal is recommended to be performed in a correct time sequence. So in other words, it's more referring to the speed of it. So if you're visualizing your ability on the sports field, it happens in fast motion. If you're visualizing you opening an email and responding to it calmly because you want to be less reactive when you open up your emails, then it's visualizing that in the speed that you'll do that, right? Same with conversations. If you're wanting to visualize a healthy conversation you wanna have with your partner and you're afraid to do it, it's visualizing the pace at which you'd actually talk and visualizing the pace at which they'd respond, right? So speed is actually very effective here in terms of how quickly you visualize. Uh, Now it goes on and says how many authors talk about the um, superiority of internal visualization over external visualization, um, because mental rehearsal of motor actions or skills from an inner perspective, Um, allows us to give this sense that we're seeing it through our own eyes, right? Whereas if you're seeing it outside of you, you're not really seeing it through your own eyes because, for example, the imagery aspects, when someone paints an image and you see someone else do the action, um, like on the sports field, it's not your experience it's someone else's. It does help trigger ideas, though. Now, when you go inward and you close your eyes and you actually visualize it yourself, it's like you are experiencing it from first person. There's going to be a much greater correlation of motor actions and skills um, when it's painted from that image. It is important for mental images to be positive. In other words, it is preferable for athletes to mentally see themselves competing well. All right. Now, this is an interesting statement um, because there are actually. benefits of working through the fear of doing something not well, um, by, uh, making peace with potential mistakes. Um, there are factors of that that we could talk about another time. Um, but there is obviously an importance of doing it successfully as well. Um, and it probably is beneficial to, uh, work through whatever fear might be there. So you can imagine it successfully because if you struggle to imagine it successfully, there's probably a fear that is preventing you from doing that. That needs to be worked through first, and then you'll find a greater capability to imagine it successfully. And when you do, uh, you're more likely to uh, perform much less errors based on your ability to imagine the success there. Um, and it talks about how many Olympians practice visualization techniques. Um, I mean, Michael Fouts is the example they use um, with 23 gold medals won at the Olympic Games. It's insane. Uh, He shared with the Washington Post that he visualized a plan for each scenario he was in. Another statement they make is visualization makes the athlete calmer and more adapted to stressful situations. That's pretty clear. It's pretty obvious um, because of the fact that uh, when you um, process an idea in your mind a, f- a few times already you've already had some se- some exposure to that idea so when it's exposed to you in a more physical format then you're mess- less shocked by the experience of that because you've already processed some of that within yourself um, when mentally rehearsing the technique the athlete is firing those neur- neurons that are responsible for skill acquisition that's kind of stated already in a few t- in a few different ways just a different way of saying it. Um, and imagining the details, this is great. Specific game conditions, technicalities, uh, technical, technical, actions, uh, playing schemes and different outcomes appealing to sounds, smells, sights, muscle tension concentration of motor skills are increasing while trait anxiety is decreasing. So in other words, being very specific with as many details as you can, literally what you're seeing, what you're hearing, what you're smelling, what you're tasting, what you're touching, all your sensory organs, what would the experience be of those those uh, sensory organs, your senses, as you proceed through those actions that you want to be skilled and successful. Um, and that's going to more likely make it feel more real and you're more likely to be successful in that sense. Here are some beautiful points that they make for um, examples. So these are based on a couple of tactics that they've used in a couple of different studies, not the people that wrote the article, but um, in studies done in 2015 and 2012. There was a gymnastics example, which is um, start with progressive muscle relaxation, which is tensing your muscles and then relaxing them a few times for 15 second incre- um, increments. I'll speak about muscle relaxation more at some other stage. Excuse me, my one of my lights has died. Sorry, YouTube. Um, we're nearing the end now, um, and imagine a competitive meet. Use your auditory, um, visual, and tactile senses. So basically, just make it as real as you can. Imagine the routines, the warm up, saluting the judges before starting, as detailed as you can. And then imagine imagine yourself performing the technical actions while hearing the noise in the audience maybe even like fan screaming or something. So essentially you're making this whole experience real, not just on, in terms of your if your impact um, and on the performance itself and the level of performance itself, but also as well that lead up to that performance. Another example they um, gave was with golf and they said, first with the eyes closed, a state of relaxation is induced. Any tension is released from the head to the feet, which is just basically a body scan that they're doing. Um, and it's a different way of attaining relaxation that is different from muscle relaxation that we shared earlier. So basically the first step is finding a sense of relax. Breathing control um, is controlled, becoming slower and deeper. Golfers imagine themselves in detail using, again, all these senses that we talked about. Playing a round of golf, they see the club, the green golf course, hear and, f- and feel the breeze through the air. Uh, they feel the ground beneath their feet. The ground is calm. The athlete imagines the white golf ball following an imaginary dotted line into the hole. These are beautiful techniques that are are great examples of techniques that you can start using in your own version in your own form. So it's starting with a form of relax. We'll just break it down. Secondly, turning into all your senses that you would experience if you were in that scenario, building up to the scenario, not just going straight to the scenario. And what would you experience? What would you be doing? And what would you see? What would you hear leading up to this situation that you're wanting to move through? And we just lost our last light. We'll finish it anyway because we don't stop. (laughs) And then the final um, step is then imagining the actual performance itself the success of the performance and pr- processing it, the visual in your mind to the best of your ability of you successfully executing the task that you wish to execute on and feeling in the way that you want to feel and imagining then the, finally the results that you want to attain through the performance that you action and execute on. Working through that visual a few times and practicing it um, a few times over and then doing a few sessions of this, not just a singular session, you will find that your ability to then execute on the task when it comes to your um, to your ability to step into that task will be improved, drastically. Now that's essentially what what everything is stating here anyway. Um, but that's that's basically my hypothesis anyway as well, based on the data and based on my experience with it. And I wish you the best. Increasing your performance and attaining more results, more improved results in your life. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm aware that this is the longest episode we've done. I ideally will keep more um, future episodes shorter. So, with that being said, guys, please go ahead and share it um, if you found it beneficial. Um, please subscribe if you want to support us in any shape or form um, and give us a good old review that really supports us and allows us to grow and reach more people. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Coach Keza, um, or the pocket coach. All right. You can find those linked in the description. You can also find the articles linked in the description, as I mentioned. So go ahead and give it a read. Those are nice reads by the way. Um, and very, um, understandable as well. And, um, digestible. I will see you in the next episode. Um, yeah, let me know if you found this of interest in any shape or form, um, in terms of like the scientific aspect and not just the mindful aspects and the understandable aspects, but if you really enjoyed the scientific focuses, then yeah, please let me know because, um, then I'll do more of it if I do get good feedback around this. And if you didn't let me know too. I'll see you next time.